What's going on, people? I decided to make this video from a comment that one of my subscribers had wrote regarding the reprobate, uh, the change of deception video that I posted. And it's a very valid question. It's a question that many people have asked over a period of time. And in this video, I'm going to try to answer that question for you now. In my own personal opinion, I think this is going to be a quite interesting video. And some people might, might even find it to be quite deep. But whatever your thoughts and opinions are of this video, I would like to invite you to uh, not only subscribe, but share this video. And before I start, I also want to ask you to go to my channel, which used to be my Spooky Spooky channel, and I converted it to a channel where I'd speak solely on biblical teachings or biblical uh, references, okay? So the title of the channel is Biblical Salt and Bitter Truth. Now, this is a video I'm in the process of making, and it's regarding biblical salt. It's talking about salt from a biblical point of view, from a spiritual point of view. So be on the lookout for that video. And I might just post it on the Biblical Salt channel only. So I'm going to put a link to that video or that channel on the bottom. And I invite you guys to go there and subscribe. If you're interested in biblical information, uh, from my point of view, uh, feel free to go there and subscribe. If you have questions, Biblically, feel free to ask, and I just might make a video about that question. But the comment that was made says, Thank you for this video. I appreciate your insight and thoughts. The biblical readings give much to think about. Despite you sounding harsh at times. Now she put harsh in quotes and that's what I want to deal with, the harshness um, of the word. It says, I really respect the way you analyze things with logic and personal experience. And I respect that you are very firm and confident with your viewpoints. Like you, I don't agree with the transgender lifestyle. But I take a soft approach, maybe because I am a woman. I don't understand the whole idea of wanting to live as the opposite sex and firmly believe that this thing is an absolute insanity and confusion. On the other hand, I try not to judge, and she put judge in quotes. And realize that many transgenders were the victims of child abuse and molestation. I do believe that folks can change if they want to. And then it says, thank you for another great video. Now, I respect that wholeheartedly. Now, my response to her was, I'm old school in my thinking. So that could be the reason of sounding harsh. 
It's not my intention to sound harsh, but the truth do hurt. And the computer just went off on me. Okay, the the truth does hurt, right? Uh, let me let me find that again. Hold on one second. Okay, here we go. Uh, so that could be the reason of sounding harsh. My it's not my intention to sound harsh, but the truth do hurt to hear sometimes. I never pity pat and play around with the devil. So when I speak on topics like this, I'm speaking to the spirit of the individuals and not the human flesh. That might make a pretty good topic on why it sounds harsh. Now, coming from a biblical perspective, I want to read a scripture taken from Revelation the 10th chapter. And I want to read from the 8th to the 11th verse. And it reads as follows. And the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me again and said, Go and take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel." which stands on the sea and upon the earth. And I went unto the angel and said unto him, Give me the little book. And the angel said unto me, Take it and eat it up. And it shall make thy belly, thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. And I took the little book out of the hands of the angel and ate it up. And it was in my mouth as sweet as honey. And as soon as I eaten it, my belly was bitter. And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. Now, if you look at the effect of the book that he had taken and eaten, it had an effect on him. It had a duality effect upon the prophet. He says when he ate it, it was sweet in his mouth. In other words, whenever the word of God and even judgment is spoken, it feels good. You might even see some preachers when they're preaching, they're smiling because that word has an effect upon them. It tastes good in their mouth. But when that word comes out by the spirit of Yah, it has a bitter effect on those that hear. Because in most cases, the word of God is not coming with peace all the time but with judgment and woes to those that hear. I'm reminded of a scripture where Jesus said that I am not come to bring peace upon the world, but I've come to set the mother against the daughter, 
and against the daughter-in-law. And I've come to set the father against the son. And then the scripture says that they of your own house, that your foes will be those of your own house and among your own kinfolk, which means they're going to be division because of the word of God. People don't take lightly to things that puts them in a position where they have to change because people love living in sin. People love doing things that are not right according to the word of God. Now, I also want to go to the book of Ezekiel. And I'm going to read the second chapter of Ezekiel. There's only 10 verses, so so bear with me. And it reads as follows. And he said unto me, Son of man, stand upon thy feet, and I will speak unto thee. And the Spirit entered into me when he spake unto me and set me upon my feet that I heard him that spake unto me. And he said unto me, Son of man, I send thee to the children of Israel, to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me, even unto this very day. For they are impudent children and stiff-hearted. I do send thee unto them, and thou shalt say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God. So this is giving you a description of the type of people that this message is for. And you're going to notice that they're going to keep saying that they are rebellious. These are a rebellious people that refuse to hear. So you can't go to them with a pity pat message. You can't always go to them with peace and lullabies. You have to be stern to them. And that's the way the Most High makes his prophets to be. He makes them to be stern. The word comes out through a human being, and it may sound harsh, but it has its targeted effect upon those that hear. It says, and they, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear, for they are a rebellious house, yet shall know that there has been a prophet among them. See, so a lot of times that harshness creates an effect. And by the prophet sounding harsh, by the preacher sounding harsh, it leaves an impression upon you, regardless of what your human thoughts may be. You may sound, you may feel that is harsh, but it's going to create an effect. And I always say it's going to have two results, three results. Either the hearer going to hear and change and turn away from their sins, or the hearer is going to hear and then lash out against the messenger, or the hearer is going to hear 
and just go on about their business and ignore what they heard. Now, I recall, and I shared this story before, when this preacher was preaching, and it's unfortunate because nowadays not too many preachers, especially in the black church, preach the truth. They preach to heed people's itching ear. They give people what they want to hear. They give them a lullaby. As long as that person or those people are paying their tithe and offering and giving financial gifts and donations, they're content. They will keep you in a sleeping stupor. So not too many preachers nowadays preach the truth. And I just had a conversation earlier today about a lot of these so-called preachers. And you'll find a lot of them now are conducting services from the Internet. People are sitting home watching them on a video camera. Now, behind a video camera, you may have some that start trying to preach the truth. Well, they're doing that. They're preaching a message different than what they would normally preach over the pulpit because people can't get to them. They now have become trolls where they're behind a computer screen shouting judgments, but yet in their pulpits, they wouldn't preach that same message because they would have a, a, an entirely different effect upon the hearers. So now you're going to have a lot of hypocritical preachers trying to preach judgment behind a computer screen while their members at home are watching them knowing that they wouldn't normally preach that in the pulpit. So the Bible says, and they, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear, for they are a rebellious house. And you're going to keep hearing rebellious. And this is the, this is why you can't be so easy when preaching the word of God. You can't be so nice because people pay niceness no attention. They pay niceness no attention. You can be nice, but it doesn't have the same effect as if you give it straight to them as truth. And then it says, yet shall know that there has been a prophet among them. And thou, son of man. Now this is a message to the preacher. And thou, son of man, be not afraid of them. Neither be afraid of their words. In other words, things that they say to you. And even if they threaten you, it says, don't be afraid of them. Though briars and thorns be with thee. In other words, Though you go through this, this, this abuse or attacks or personal attacks, though briars and thorns be with you, and thou doest dwell among scorpions, be not afraid of their words, nor be dismayed at their looks, especially when they mean mug you. They're mean mugging you. They're saying hurtful words towards you. They're, they're calling you out of your names and they might even lie on you to try to kill your credibility. Nor be dismayed at their looks, though they be a rebellious house. And thou shalt speak my words unto them, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear, for they are most rebellious. They go that word rebellious again. But thou, son of man, hear what I say unto thee. 
Be not thou rebellious like that rebellious house. Open thy mouth and eat that I give thee. And when I looked, behold, a hand was sent unto me, and lo, a roll of a book was therein. And he spread it before me, and it was written within and without. And there was written therein lamentations and mourning and woe. I'm going to read that 10th verse again. And he spread it before me, and it was written within and without. And there was written therein lamentations. Look that word up. Mourning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, look it up. And woe. So in other words, he was not preaching or announcing a pity pat message. He was announcing judgment. So of course, if you are announcing lamentations and mournings and woes, it's going to be harsh. It's going to be harsh to those that hear, but those that are convicted by the word. And usually when you hear people lash out against the word, it's because they're convicted. It's because that word cut them like a knife. And I'm going to deal with that a little later on. Now, I'm going to read another small portion. I'm not going to stay on this too long. I'm going to read the third chapter of Ezekiel, a portion of it. And bear with me on this. It says, Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, eat that thou findest. Eat this roll and go speak unto the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth and he gave me to eat that roll. And he said unto me, son of man, cause thy belly to eat and fill thy bowels with this roll that I give thee. In other words, this is the word. This is another replacement of books. They didn't have books at that time. They had rolls or scrolls. Then I did eat it, and it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. And he said unto me, Son of man, go and get thee unto the house of Israel, and speak my words unto them. For thou art not sent to a people of a strange speech. In other words, they understand what you're saying. They speak your language. And to a hard language, but to the house of Israel. Not to, not to many people of a strange speech and of a hard language whose words thou cannot understand. Surely, had I sent thee to them, they would have hearkened unto thee. But the heart, but the house of Israel will not hearken unto thee, for they will not hearken unto me. For the house of Israel are impudent and hard-hearted. This is what he's saying against the people of Yah. 
This is how the Most High, see, the Most High knows his people. See, he knows his people. So he has to send a message to his people to get through to them. And it's not a pity pat message. So in many cases, when you hear people like myself and like other preachers or prophets that come to you with a harsh word, or it may appear to be harsh, these words are actually sweet. But it's going to have an opposite effect on you because of the mess that you're in. So it may sound harsh to you, but after you choose or make that choice to change and submit to the Most High, then the words, the same words that had a negative effect on you, which in reality is a positive effect because it's causing change for the better, it's now going to affect you different. It's going to become sweet to you because now your eyes are open and you now understand what was being written in the most in the word of the Most High. And it says, but the house of Israel will not hearken unto thee, for they will not hearken unto me. So if, if, if you're not listening to the Most High, what make you think people are going to listen to me? And see, that's why in time past, that's why the messengers were killed. They killed the messenger. And like I was sharing about a story about this preacher that was preaching against shacking up. And there was a young lady that was sitting in the congregation that heard the message and she became convicted by it. Now she had a living boyfriend because in many cases you have these women that have jobs and they're doing well, they have children, uh, they may have a little bank account and then they allow this dude to move into the house and he's not contributing nothing, right? He's just there playing man, they're playing house giving that man a, a false sense of security. So she came to church and she heard that message that was against shacking up and she decided to go home and she told her boyfriend that we can't do this no more. You know, this is wrong. You know, I want to wait until after we're married. So I, I'll give you enough time, but you're going to have to move out. You're going to have to find someplace else to live. Well, the boyfriend became angry and and, and you'll find this among a lot of black dudes. They they don't like the message that the preacher preaches, so she, they're trying to turn the woman against the preacher. You know, you over there listen to that preacher. He a man just like I am, and he's over there pimping, pimping the people and all this other nonsense that they love to say against the preacher. So he started, like, bashing this preacher, and then he decided to go to the church and confront this preacher. He now wanted to to act out violently against this preacher because his woman heard the message and decided to want to kick him out. It kind of rocked his little security blanket. So he went to the preacher and was ready to jump on the preacher saying, you know, why would you tell my girl to kick me out the house? Now the preacher didn't tell her, tell her that. He just spoke the truth. She was convicted by it and she chose to make a change. And listen, ladies, a lot of y'all got dudes holding you back. A lot of y'all could be a lot further than where you are, but yet you have some sorry dude laying up in your house that refused to allow you to change. He's got so much influence on you that he refused to allow you to change for the better of yourself and of your children. You have to put yourself and your children first. 
And even if it means kicking him out. And although you may have a false sense of security with him being there and you feel you're more protected with him being there, get you a shotgun. That will have a whole better effect than having that dude that's in there draining you and your resources. So the preacher, he went to the preacher and I guess decided to want to get the preacher told because he preached the message against shacking up. And then the preacher ended up preaching to him, right? So you got you got dudes that's going to get upset. You're going to get people that's going to get upset because they don't want change because it, 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 it creates an insecurity with their security blanket, right? So if you have some dude that's, that's living off of a woman or you have a female that's doing nothing with her life and she's living off of some dude and then dude decide to like want to put her out because now you become a liability. You're not contributing nothing. So they ready now to put you away and then do better for themselves and they become insecure. So it says, so if you, if, if they're not going to listen to the most high, what makes you think they're going to listen to the preacher? They're going to always come against the man of God. They're going to do that. It says, behold. Now I want you to pay attention to this eighth verse. It says, behold. I have made thy face strong against their faces and thy forehead strong against their foreheads. In other words, there's preachers that people fear because they have a certain hardness to their face. They're serious. They don't, they're not joking and clowning around with you. They're just, they're stern. There And people are careful about how they approach these preachers. And you have people that are afraid of these type of preachers. Remember when Moses came out of the mountain when he received the commandments? And his face was, was shining and people feared him because he was in the presence of the Most High. Unfortunately, we don't have a lot of preachers like that nowadays. Many preachers have sold out. So we don't have these stern preachers like we did of old times. The kind of preachers I came up under, right? So you don't have too many stern preachers now because preachers now are preaching a pity pat message. They have accepted a lot of things that are considered an abomination and they're justifying it. They're trying to justify these things, right? When in fact, they know that it is against Yah and you have a lot of preachers that aren't called, nor are they anointed by the Most High but they'll give you a lot of theatrics to make you feel and think that they are that they have all this power. And in reality, they don't. See, and that's why you have a lot of them, they're closing their churches. And the ones that keep their churches open, they're catching flack, right? But here it is, the Most High is telling the prophet, he says, I have made thy face strong. In other words, you don't look weak. You don't look like somebody that's a pushover. He says, I have made thy face strong against their faces. In other words, they're going to think twice about approaching you, right? And they, of course, might end up start coming up with lies and trying to find ways of destroying you. And they usually use either women or money, money to do it. You know, he stole money in the church or he's messing with the women in the church. So that's, that's their, 
their usual weapons to use against the man of God. He says, but behold, I have made thy face strong against their faces and thy forehead strong against their foreheads. And the ninth verse reads, as an adamant harder than flint. In other words, you see some preachers, man, that their face is just hard. And when they hit you with the word, man, they hit you with truth. It makes you think. You may not like it. You may get angry, but it creates something in you that make you want to change. I have to get myself right. So it says, as an adamant harder than flint, have I made thy forehead. And then it says, fear them not, neither be dismayed at their looks, though they be a rebellious house. In other words, regardless of how Israel or those that's committing sin or abomination, regardless of how they, how much they buck against you or threaten you or, or call you out your name, personal attack, regardless of what they do, regardless of how they mean mug you. The scripture says, do not be afraid of them. It says, fear them not, neither be dismayed at their looks, though they be a rebellious house. Then it says, moreover, he said unto me, son of man, all my words that I shall speak unto thee, receive in thine heart and hear with thine ears. It says, and pay attention to the 11th verse here, and go, get thee to them of the captivity. I'm going to read that again. And go, get thee to them of the captivity unto the children of thy people and speak unto them and tell them thus saith the Lord God whether they will hear or whether they will forbear so he sent to a specific people them of the captivity in this modern time it's the so called black man and the so called black women it's the black people of this time which are them of the captivity. And of course, many of the so-called black people have gone astray and are whoring after other gods. But he says, to go to them of captivity unto the children of thy people and speak unto them and tell them, thus saith the Lord God, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear. Then it says, then the spirit took me up and I heard behind me a voice of a great rushing saying, blessed be the glory of the Lord from his place. And I'm going to stop right there on that, that scripture. So whenever the word, whenever it talked about the prophets eating the word or the scrolls or the book, it was sweet in their mouth. But it had a negative effect in their stomach. It became bitter because it was filled with lamentations, woes, and judgments. It wasn't a message that was good. It was good because it came from the Most High, but it was announcing judgment upon the people. And right now, many are living in the judgment of God because of lifestyles that they chose that's in opposition against the Most High. 
And I'm going to read one more verse of scripture and I'm going to end it on this note. And it's taken from the book of Hebrews. The fourth chapter and the twelfth verse. And this explains why the word sounds so harsh at times. Now, there's a time and a season for everything. There's a time to be soft and nice and kind. You know, and calm. There's a time for that. But then there's a time to just be just bitter truth. Hold no punches. Don't sugarcoat nothing. Just give it as it is. And when it comes to judgment, and I've done a video about that in the past, about judge not lest ye be judged, because you have a lot of, even a lot of church folk um, are conditioned to believe that they can't judge. When the scripture says, know ye not that the saints will judge the world. So if you can't judge like the little small things on this earth, how are you going to judge the things of Yah? So yes, you can judge, but it has to be righteous judgment. You're not judging to condemn those people purposely or to make them look or feel bad. But you're, you're telling the truth as long as you tell the truth without any type of ill motives. There is nothing wrong with that. Now, if that other person look at that as judgment, that's their issue. It's not your issue. As long as you continue telling what's real, as long as you keep, you know, preaching, thus saith the Lord, you in good standings. So I'm going to read from Hebrews, the fourth chapter, reading from the 12th verse. And I love this verse right here. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the hearts. Now, that's interesting because I just had someone on Facebook ask me, how do you know? Who sent you the memo? Who did this and who did that? Now, you have to understand that when, when you have someone that's, that's unctioned by the Most High, right? And some people may ask, well, how would you know that? Because it talks about the fruit of the spirit, love, joys, peace, patience, tempers, long suffering, gentleness, meekness, kindness, faith, all this stuff. You know, when you hear somebody speak, and even if you don't understand, I always say, even if you don't understand it, just listen. And if it's from the most high, it will make itself manifest. It will manifest itself. So you have people that are quick to uh, dismiss the message of Yah that's custom made for them. They reject it because of the messenger that's given the message. I've always listened regardless of who it comes from. Even my so-called haters or trolls, I'll listen. Because in that message might be a blessing for you. See, the Most High has got a way of blessing you through your enemies and through your haters. And if you're not careful, you would reject that blessing because it's a hater or a troll. But sometimes it's good to listen. 
Now, when I've had people tell me that I sound harsh or I come across harsh or bitter um, or like I have a lot of anger in me, uh, and that's not even the case. Just recently, I went back and I was watching uh, or listened to a lot of the videos I made back in 2016 and 2017. And some of those videos, I'm thinking like, wow, that was that did seem kind of harsh there. But at the time of me putting that message forward, I always look at it like it's not me, but it's the spirit that's within me. It was meant for the people of that time and even for the people of this time. To everyone that hears that, it's going to have an effect. And at the time of speaking that, no, I don't feel anger. I don't feel hatred. I'm just speaking the bitter truth. And I can't wait to do that video about the salt. That's going to be interesting too. So stay tuned for that. And I'm going to put that on my Biblical Salt and Bitter Truth channel. Um, and I encourage you guys to go there and subscribe. But Listen how, listen at the type of effect that the word of God has, right? And you can't get no plainer than this. So when you hear me speak on certain topics and you look at that or view that as harshness or I'm coming across, you know, quite harsh, think of this word right here. Hebrews, the fourth chapter, reading from the 12th verse. For the word of God, I'm going to read this slowly so you can so you so you can see this, so you can visualize this in your mind. For the word of God is quick. So that word comes, it hits fast and hard. It's quick. So some things I might say might come quite quick. It catches you off guard. It stuns you. It has a stunning effect on you. So I say something and you don't expect it to come. And then it hits you and you're like, whoa, that was quick. What was that? And then your emotions start taking over. But it says the word of God is quick and powerful. See, it has a powerful effect on those that hear. Even people that don't feel they did anything wrong. And they choose to stand up and defend those who the message is for. And let me tell you about doing something like that. When the Most High sends out a message directed at something or someone and you jump in the way of that message, call yourself defending the person that message is targeted for you now receive judgment upon yourself because now you are trying to stand in the way of God's work. See, when God is working, it's just best sometimes to just stay back and let what happens happen. Let the chips fall where they may. Because you have people out there that are cursed by the Most High. See, God just don't send out blessings. He send out curses as well to those whom earn, who earn those curses. So when you call yourself standing as a blessing to someone that God curses, now you reap judgment upon yourself and your household. 
So sometimes people will question, well, why is God allowing this to happen? I served him. I do this. I do this. I pay my tithes. I pay my offerings. Well, you stood in the, you stood in the way. Instead of getting out the way and let God work, you choose to be an intercessory person. You decide to intercede for someone that's wicked and doing wickedness. So you got to be careful when you stand in the way of someone else's judgment, a judgment that is directed at someone. So if the Most High sends out a judgment against the Sodomites, and you stand in the way of that judgment or stand in defense of those sodomites, now you reap judgment upon yourself and upon your household. It could have an effect on your entire household because you choose to be a captain saver center. So you have to really be careful. And the Bible said that word is quick and it's powerful. It's quick because you have no time to stop that word when it comes. You can't stop it because it's too quick. And the Bible says it's sharper than any two-edged sword. So any sword that man could, could create, could fathom in his mind, is not as fast as the word of God. And it's not as powerful as the word of God that will create change in that person and those that hear. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Look at the effect that this word has that's sharper than any two-edged sword. It says piercing. In other words, it's getting through. It's going to pierce even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Now, I've heard many conversations about uh, people trying to define or uh, trying to figure out what the soul is and what the spirit is or if the spirit is a soul or the soul is a spirit and they just become confused. But we hear the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. And not just the soul and spirit, it says, and of the joints and marrows. And this is even deeper. And is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So when you hear the messenger of Yah come with a message, and it sounds like he's announcing judgment on you or he's judging you, well, that word of God is dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and the, and the joints and marrows and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So the word of God knows the motive, the intentions of your heart. It's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So he knows what you're going to do even before you do it. He knows your thoughts even before you know your thoughts. See, the intent comes before the thought. See, the motive is a discerner, a discerner, a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. 
So when the messenger says something and you say, how do you know? You make it sound like you got it. You make it sound like you got firsthand information. No, the word of God does. The Holy Spirit does. So I'm going to read that verse, that, that scripture again. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents, the intents of the heart. See, that's what the word of God does. So when that word cuts you, when it cuts you, it's working on the inside of you in ways that you couldn't even imagine. And if you make that choice to change and all of a sudden you look back and you remember how you used to be and you don't do those things no more, you used to smoke, you used to drink, you used to hang out at a party, you used to curse like a sailor or worse than a sailor, and now it's like you've changed. See, you know, you're not perfect right now, but you're perfect in Christ. You're made complete. But when you start thinking back over your life and see where you came from, you can't take credit for what God has done. The minute you make up in your mind to serve the Most High, serve the Creator more than the creature, then when you make up your mind to do that thing, then that's when that word begins to start working on the inside of you, creating a change inside of you. And see, that's what a lot of people really don't understand. See, a lot of people curse the Bible, they curse the scriptures, they curse y'all, but they don't realize they're cursing their own blessing. You're cursing the keys that were designed to set you free, to loosen those shackles from you, from your hands, from your feet, from your mind, from your soul, from your spirit. And is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So the Most High knows what you're going to do even before you do them. So I'm going to end on that note. I will be doing a video on the salt, on the biblical salt and bitter truth. And uh, like I said, go to uh, the biblical salt and bitter truth channel. I'm going to put the link on the bottom. Subscribe. Uh, share this video if you if you choose to. And subscribe. And um, it's tight, but it's right, man. This is some good stuff. This is some good stuff. And and, and once once the channel grows where I want it to be, uh, then maybe I'll start doing lives on that Biblical Salt, Bitter Truth channel. All right. So uh, make sure you go there and subscribe. Until next time. It's tight, but it's right.